0: ओ, नमो ब्रह्मा विभ्यो ब्रह्मा विद्या संप्रदाय कल्पियो भूमिष्टर्षिप्यो महत्यो नमो गुरु पिहां शंकरम् शंकराचार्यं कैशवं बाधरायनं सूत्राशिक्तव वंदे मकबंदो पुनः पुनः ईश्वरो गुरु रात्मेति मूर्तिभेद विवाह किन्ने द्योमवत्प्याप्त देहाय दक्षिणामूर्तर्ये नमः शांतिमंत्रं ओम आ वाक् प्राण चक्षु श्रोत्र मदो च सर्वाणि सर्वं ब्रह्म परिषदं माघं ब्रह्म निराकुर्यां मा मां ब्रह्म निराकरोत अनिराकरणमस्तु अनिराकरणं मे अस्तु तदात्मनि निरतेय उपरिषदसु धर्माः तेमई सन्तु तेमई Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti Welcome all. The seventh chapter of Chantukya Upanishad we have started. If the scenario is like Narada after having studied all possible systems of knowledge both secular and spiritual, he has come to his elder brother, Sanat Kumara, asking a question that I have heard from masters like you that one who knows Atma is able to cross over the ocean of sorrow. Atma Atmavith. I have studied all those things, still I am not atma with because I have still not understood. The reason why I am saying is that I am still Shochami, I am still experiencing sorrows. So, Mahant, Mahan, Bhagavat, please initiate me into Atmatnyan or the knowledge of Atma. So Sanat Kumara the elder brother asked Sanat Narada that. Please tell me what you know or think that Urtum Pacham. I'll teach you more about after what you know already. I don't have to waste my time on that. More than that, I can start teaching you. So Narada gives a list of Pragveda, Veda, Sarma Veda, Darabana, Digavada Purana, Pajam Lok. All those things, chatravidya, vidya, Deva vidya, Sarpajana Vidya, all those type of knowledge what can be possibly acquired by a human being he has acquired. Still I am in sorrow. Only a person who knows the, the self of everything. He is without a sorrow. So please initiate into me. So the Sanat Kumara starts saying that Narada, all the degrees and you know the learning what you have done, they are mere words. mere words in the sense that you have acquired so much of words in the name of knowledge. But now the words doesn’t become a knowledge or doesn't become the Atman. As long as you are in the realm of the names, you can only have the accessibility with what names can do. The potency of what you are studying will be 100% only when you know the, the self of that knowledge. Like everything we see in this world, there is an apparent form, a name and the utility which we see. Behind that, these have a support or a substratum one which these things are added on to get an object by itself. Same goes for the education also, the, the Vidya is what he has studied. If you say "sajveda," the ajurveda is nothing but an assemblage of words in an order, with a chant, with a meter, to chant, etc. But as long as you have not understood the self of the ejajurveda, you cannot have the con- you do not have the control or you do not know the ajurveda in full totality. But what you know definitely has its benefit. Because with the Veda, with the names for well, yes, Sama Veda, Adarve Veda, whatever that, Nakshatra Veda, Kshatra Vidya, Devajana Puja Vidya, all those things has its utility to the extent of the name what it goes. But there is something greater than the names. So that is where the dialogue starts between the elder brother and the younger brother, Sanat Kumara and Narada. So, they keep going from one superior to the other, and we have now done five of them. started with Nama, the words, then the Vak, which is the speech, then Manaha, Sankalpa, and Chitta was the last one, which we did in the last class. Now, Chitta, we know that Chitta is that aspect of uh, intelligence, not the external logical intelligence, but what is internal, which helps the mind to differentiate between the, the established and not established, and that means which is apparent and which is real. So, yaha. Chittam Brahma Supaste Chittan Vaisa Lokan Dhruvana Dhruvana Pratishtitaan Pratishtida Abhyadamana Adnanabhyadamana Abhisadyayati Yavad Chittasya Gadam Tatra Tasya Yata Kama Jarobhavati Yaha Chittam Brahma Supaste One who meditates upon this aspect of the intelligence,
1: the internal contemplative nature of the mind with which the internal nature of the mind with which
0: we are able to differentiate between the right methodology of understanding and the methodology with which we are not able to differentiate between the right and the wrong or the the, The applicability, right applicability and wrong applicability is the reason why we are not able to even use our mind properly. So one who has done this meditation or contemplation on the the aspect of this intelligence as Brahma means that is the substratum for the mind to function. Here, when we say Brahma, you should not take the Brahma as what it is that mentioned as Satyatnyanamanandam Brahma or Pachidamanandam Brahma. Everything is Brahma. Sarvam Khaloidam Brahma, that is how we started the operation. So, well, we, we can see that this aspect of Brahma is percolated through every atom of it. So not only the matter or the material, but even in the in the finer aspects it is presented. So even the mind, Mana Brahma Stupa's was the previous one there, where the mind is considered as the substratum for what? For the speech. Now we are here, it is saying that the intelligence which can help the mind to establish. The right approach. Now that is the substratum on which the mind is operating. So, intelligence is now the Brahma for the purpose of the mind to operate itself. So, the one who does on the intelligence, he has the <coughs> what you call the area of operation as long as the potency of that intelligence has the capacity to help the mind. So, Narada asks again, "Oh, Sir, either something greater than intelligence or the Chitta, on which the Chitta is depending upon the substratum for the Chitta to be effective. So, one here, we are going from one finer to the another finer aspect of it. So, Sanat Kumara says, yes, Dhyanam vava chitta the sixth one which we are going to mention here now. Dhyanam vava chitta dhoya, dhyayati va prithivit, dhyayati va antariksham, dhyayati va dyau, dhyayanti va apaha, dhyayanti va parvata, deva manuśyaha tasmād yaha ihamanuśyadam mahatam prāpnuvanti, dhyana va iva, eva te bhavanti, adaye alpaha, kalahina, pishuna, Upavadinaha te adaye prabho, Iva Iva te bhavanti, dhyanam upasaswa. Now he is saying that you have to now meditate upon dhyanam. Dhyanam is that aspect of the contemplation. See, we have the... Confusion between contemplation and meditation. Very fine. Very fine. The borderline between the dhyanam and the concentration and meditation or dhyanam and upasana. The Sanskrit words are very, very descriptive in Vendase. Dhyanam is a Intelligent aspect of it. di, it is coming from the D, the intelligence aspect or the buddhi, from where that aspect of contemplation is taking place. Whereas meditative nature is an immersive nature, it is not at the intellectual level. Even though we are using the, the finer aspects of our being, it is not the intellectually we are meditating there is an immersive feeling or a totality to the meditation aspect not the mind not the breath not the ears not the sound the whole body the totality of being is with which the meditation takes place that is why upasana the word is used upa means near as means to be to be Near something in totality. That is what Upasana is there. Whereas Dhyana, Dhyaya, or here Dhyanam, what is being mentioned is, is intellectual contemplation with which the intelligence has, gets into the substratum for its performance. So we know the mind, the chitta, now it is the Dhyana. Dhyaya, Dhyanam. So, what happens is that, when the intelligence aspect of the mind depends upon the contemplation, that will help the, what you call, the, the one who is looking for the finer aspects on which the intelligence can be successful, It is not just depend upon the memory alone. It is a faculty which is much 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 superior than the logic or the intelligence. You can can say that it is a form of total concentration or attention where one needs to comprehend the purpose of intelligence, dip, the dependency of the intelligence to make a right choice. We, we have the tendency that whenever we are into any of the activity, there are so much of distraction, so much of wavering of the mind. And mind goes into different paths and flights, and we never get a concentration. The best example I can tell you is from Mahabharata. When the test was done for the students or the Chaitriya king's children, both uh, Pandavas and Kauravas was taken by Drona. He asked everyone whether you are seeing the target. The target was the eye of a wooden parrot sitting on the top of a branch. So all of them say that different aspects of contrasting that I am seeing the branch and the parrot, I am seeing the parrot, it's a green one. Some is saying that I am seeing the tree, the branch, and the parrot. That way, different people are placed. The real one who was able to successfully do that was Arjuna. When Drona asked Arjuna, what do you see? He says that, I see only the eye, I don't know whether it is anything else is there, I can only see the eye and if you are seeing the eye, shoot your arrow and let me see whether you are seeing the right thing. And that is how Arjuna does it, his arrow goes and pierces the eye of the parrot directly. This is the concentration, a successful cricket person, when he is standing at the batting end, And the bowler is coming with all the fury. He is neither seeing the bowler nor his actions, nothing. His attention will be fully on the ball. From the hand, how it is getting released, what type of a spin it is taking and where it is pitching and when it is bouncing, by the time it approaches him, he is ready with the bat. Which type of a shot he has to take. This is what I would call it as utter or absolute concentration with which somebody is open. Now, how many of us use such type of utter concentration in our day-to-day activity? None of us have the potency for it. That is why we are not successful in many of our activities in our life because we do not have this concentration. This is Dhyana. Contemplation or concentration, both the words are to be used either, you know, in, in as one another. This concentration with which we understand things is the reason why we are able to make a right choice. With which the mind can function and the mind then produces the, word, the right words for speaking and then the words come out. So that, you know, the whole process, we think that, you know, when we talk, it is very simple and we can then go, go on talking something. But if you look at the people who are been successful to conveying the message, they do not use even one word out of place or a wrong word. The reason is that they are concentrated on the subject on which they want to talk they have picked up the right words, they know the modulation requirement, and then their speech is controlled, and they make an impact when we listen. These are the people who make an impact when we Why? Otherwise, everybody in the world can speak. Why is that some of the people when they speak, there is a pin drop silence? No, even the pin drop silence is is an epitome of how not only the speaker but even the listeners are holding their breath when they are listening. That is why the pin drop silence is mentioned as that. Time. Is that so you can see that the importance of dhyana in, in our progress towards a finer level of even understanding what is the substratum of all, the self of all. So, yaha sahaya dhyanam brahma iti vaste, okay, in the previous verse he is, I mean, the, the Upanishad is saying that the earth is having the concentration with which it is staying, the sky is in the way in the contemplating or that is concentration, that is why the sky is staying there, the heavens are concentrating, the water is concentrating, mountains are concentrating, deva, manushya, the deities and the human beings. Therefore one who among the one with the greatest concentration has obtained that that perfection in the concentration is the one who will be most effective in the society. And people who are all not concentrating, they will be the quarrelsome and they will be misusing their words, their mind is wavering they are never concentrated and have any proper direction or usage. And great men have this quality of contemplation and their words are measured and little. Sahaya dhyanam brahma Ya yad gadam tatra asya yadakamajaro bhavati yo dhyanam brahma atyupaste asti bhagavo dhyanat bhūyaiti dhyanat bhūyā asti panme bhagavan bravitu. So the one who is meditating upon brahma eti upasate, one who does the upasana, I said an immersive way in which one can be nearer to the target or near to the the goal on which their concentration is required, dhyanam is the substratum for the intellect. Intellect is depend is the one which is now guiding the mind. The mind is the one which is guiding the speech, and the speech is the one which is giving the right words. So one who knows the total immersive experience of from the words to the mind, dhyana. He is Yadakamacharo Bhavati. So to that extent, where his concentration is placed. He becomes successful and he can go there whenever he wants. Yateshta. So if we have a constant if we have a plan to achieve something in our life, and if we develop this aspect of concentration on that, we can be in a position to, to go there whenever we want. We will not be taken away by the distractions, we will not lose our target and as long as we are in, ta- in on, that, on that achievement, our success is guaranteed for us. So what is great for great than the Dhyanam is what now Narada is asking to Sanat Kumara. So he goes to the Saptama Kanta and says that, Vitnanam Vava Dhyanat Boyam विज्ञानेन व अद् खेदं विचनाति यजुर्वेदं विजनाति सांवदेर मदरवणं चतुर्थं पुर्ाणं पञ्चवं वेदानां वेदं पित्रिम्राशिं ब्राशिं देवं निधिं वाक्यो वाक्यं दैकायनं देवविद्या ब्रह्मविद्या बोधविद्या क्षत्रविद्या नक्षत्रविद्या सर्पजन विद्या च पृथ्वीं च Vasamsi chatrana varaspatish cha Shwabatanya krirat patanka pipilikam dharma cha dharma cha satyam cha anurutam cha sadhu cha Hridayatnyam cha dhridayatnyam cha annam cha rasam cha imam cha lokam amam cha Nena eva vijanayati vidnyanam even though it's a very long one, then that since he is repeated to Narada, you know all those things like Rigveda, Samaveda, Yajurveda, Hidivasa Purana, all the list. Upon apart from that, he adds further. Divam cha prativim cha angvim cha akasim cha apast cha tejas cha devam cha manusya cha pashus cha vasamsi cha pratim. Shopatakrita, Pritaṅka, Nipilika, Dharma, Adharma, Satyaanurtaṁ, Dādu, Asādu, Yudhayatmiyam, Akrutayatmiyamcha, Annam Asamcha, Imamcha, Chalokam, Amuncha, Loka, Vityanene, Eva, Vijayanan. So, all those things which you have listed out to me that you know, plus what you do not know, is coming from that aspect of Vityanam. Now, Vityanam is is a what you call very word which can be giving different meaning at the different context. Learning is one one word which is the Vitnana. Vitnam means knowledge, vitnana means learning, or it can be even mean what you get out of learning is also Vitnam. Because if you don't get get the understanding, your learning has not succeeded, no? So we should say the learning means learning with understanding. That is what is called the vijnana. And that is superior than to the act of concentration or dhyana. or All the pros and cons of concentration should be clear to the mind, and the mind should be able to function with the right intellect and concentrated by the knowledge generated out of learning or the understanding generated out of learning. How will you make a decision to on what you have to concentrate on which you can have the Dhyanam? Unless you know that what you have learned in its entirety in the in the fullness of it, it is not just what the difference between reading a novel and reading a subject matter. We know the difference between the two. Novel, when we read it, we read it for the story part of it or the you know the past, the time part of it. We do not add any other learning aspect from there, like how we do a subject like a. Physics, chemistry, or sociology, biology, economics, or you know, commerce, or whatever may be the politics, or whatever may be that. There is a difference in which we which we make an understanding out of when what we are learning.
1: This difference is the reason what the mind takes the support, and then or uh, from that you can understand that the mind has a limitation with which we can understood from the from the learning only can help
0: in concentrating for our purpose of mind to deploy properly so therefore all those things which you have studied, like Rig Veda, Yajur Veda, Samma Veda, all those things. Plus, the the list of the things, what is like the Vedas and the signs. Also, even the animate and inanimate things, which we call it as here, no, what is that? Uh, dharmam cha dharmancha, Pashum cha vanamsi, Prithivi, Vayu Akasham. All of those things, animate and inanimate, plus moral, dharma, madharma, satya, manardham, truth and falsehood, sadhu, chasan, what is, what is right and what is wrong. All those things, annamcha, rasamcha, imamcha, lotamcha, this world and the world outside the world all those things can become known to you only if you learn and understand about them properly. Just by listening, hearing that there is Vedanta, there is Atma, there is Brahma, you will never know what, what are they. To know what are those things, you need to learn them with a proper understanding. Therefore, vinyanam upasaswa. You have to contemplate or meditate upon that aspect of understanding with which what you learn becomes your being saya vidnyanam brahma asti upaste vaisaha vai saha lokans janavatah abisidhiyati yavad vidyanasya gadam tat asya kama kamajaro bhavati yo vidnyanam brahma it so one who gets the proper understanding out of the learning by being the being the you know being the, the understanding which is a part and parcel of him it is absorbed in his being once he studies he doesn't have to refer to that that type of an understanding it comes which will be always available with the individual for him to make a proper understanding, proper clearing, I mean, then the intellectual choices, and with which he can deploy his mind and the word and the speech and etc. etc. All those success lies only when you, when this understanding what what you learn, becomes part and parcel of you. That understanding is not to be seen as something which is outside you. It is always with you. This guide, It is not that something which you are depending upon to guide or what you call looking for whenever it is required. No, it is all the time with you as a part and parcel of you. So Narada again asks, Asti Bhagavo Vijnana doya Hidi Is there anything superior to the Vijnana what you are referring to? So Sanat says, vava boya, Yes, there is something greater than the vijnana You have not understood now the full, the full, full impact. What you are asking me, "Darthishoka you want to know atma. We have not reached anywhere near atma. We are only the process of knowing atma is being discussed now. So from the word to the mind to the speech to the mind to the level different levels we have come to the concentration and now we have come to the concentration with the understanding. That is the only level which we have come to yet. So asti tadme Bhagavan Bravi The Narada is asking, please teach me that. What is that which is which is superior to the understanding? Now the Upanishad takes a different route altogether. We all think that we can do, understand and know things by our capacity of the intellect or the mind. But Upanishad says that you are only one-legged animal or you are only half if you are only thinking you are intellectually, you can apprehend and know everything. Unless you have an able body, your intellect won't work. Your mind won't work. Your nothing will work if you are sick and, uh, you know, worried about your body and your, your body is in turmoil all the time. Therefore, Belambhava vinyadah uyaha Atiha satam vityamana patam आकम्बयते सायदा बली भवती यदा उत्थाथा भवती उत्तिष्ठन परिचरता भवती परिचरण उपसत्ता भवती उपसीधन दृष्टा भवती श्रोता भवती मंता भवती बोधा भवती कर्ता भवती विच्यादा भवती बले न भई पृथ्वी दिष्टदी बले न अंदरीष्ठम् बले Balena Parvada, Balena Deva Manushya, Balena Pasavascha, Vasam Sischa, Ramanas Padeyascha, Shopadan, Kleedapadangan, Vibirigam, Balena Lokaha Tishtati, Balam Upasaswa. So, Sanat Kumara says that just don't think only on the Vijnana aspect. Balam or the strength of the physical body is equally important for us for our intellect to work without any worries. If the Upanishad is giving the anyone, one who is strength, he can control 100 people who are intelligent. With He can lift them, all of them. That is the example which the Upanishad is saying. And as he is lifting them, then the, the, the one the hundred people who have intellectual become their servants. Then Parijanan, Upasatta Bhavati Upasi then drashta Bhavati. This stages why that the, the Bellam is helping to know that you know how does when you when you when for your even for the brahmati upasi that to do the upasana to the immersive experience. There is a distraction in the body, means that will not happen. So, for a successful immersive experience of the concentration of the meditation, your body should also be the That is why in the Ralidasa, in the Raghavamsa, he said, Sharira Madhyam Galu Dharma Sadhana. First and foremost thing for approaching to know the reality is an able bodied person. Only an able-bodied person can practice all those things which are being told. then Drishta Drishtabhavati He is a person who has been able to, he will be able to see things. Shrodha Bhavati, he can listen properly. Mantha Bhavati, then he can, you know, assimilate what he has heard. Bhodha Bhavati, then it becomes his thought process. And the thought process leads him karta bhavati, then he does the right thing. And kartabhavati vidyada Bhavati. By practicing what he has learned, he becomes a person with a proper understanding. If the earth is today being seen as steadfast and steady, it is because of the vela. Parvada, Deva Manushya. everything in this world, knowingly or unknowingly, is depending upon this bala. So, what you don't see externally, that is what is called the strength, Balaam means strength, of the physical being. Therefore, you should make your body also part of the process. Not just sit intellectually one place alone. Your body should be not distracting you from that. That not distraction of your body can come only if you have an able body and an able mind. Though together has to go in tandem for the total understanding. Therefore, meditate upon the well on the strength of the body. So, yo saya bhalam brahma atyupaste yavad bhalasya kadam tatra Yasya katao Kama pavati ya ha bhalam brahma atyupaste asti bhagavaha bhalat puya iti bhalat bhabha puya asti iti tanme bhagavan pravizu iti. Same as that, previous verses. As much as you have that able body, so much will be your potency to pursue this understanding of the Atma or brahma Because a disabled body or an incapacitated body, your concentration will be on that or your attention will be taken away by that part of the body. Therefore, as much as the body has the freedom with the to that extent you are Yadav Kamajaro Baudi. You become absolutely free from and strong enough to take your mind and intellect without the distraction from the, from the body level. So then the Narada, as you shall ask, is there anything superior to develop what you are talking about? Yes, there is something superior to both. Tanmay Bhagavan Please explain that to me So he says that Annam Balad bhālāt bhūyāstam sātyapī yatyapī. Deshah dākir nāshni asniyat yatuh. Ha, jīvet yadhāvā drashtā srotā, mantā, bhodā, kartā, vityādhā, bavati Yadhā anasyahe drashtā bhavati, srotā bhavati, mantā bhavati, bhodā bhavati, kartā bhavati, vityādhā bhavati. Annam ityupās svira iti. So, now, where where does the strength or the best condition of the body comes from? Sanat Kumara says, from Annam. Annam is not mere the food what we eat, even though Annam is considered to be the food. What makes the body able and deficient? All those things which is coming external from the body is called anna the pure air the pure water the pure food all those things which are not making a hindrance in the assemblage of the body and its function proper digestion proper sleep proper creation all those things are taken care if you have a proper anna now annam even though we will use the word food as the power for the body there should be an understanding that is not just not what we eat by mouth eat everything which goes along with that to the, make the body able and efficient in that i am reminded of a uh, mantra from the taittiriya upanishad brahmānanda valli annādvai praja Yaha Kasta Pridivin Shrida Ato and Nay Nayva Jivanti Yet Haina Yet Dabai Yet Yet Yetan Daha Andam he Bodhanaan Jestam Tasmart Sarvam Vaites Tapna Apnoanti Yo Annam Brahma Brahmo Pasate Andam he Bodhanaan Jestam Tasmart Sarvosha Anna bhudani jayante, jata, jata nanyena vardhante, adhyadejida bhudani, tasmat annam taduchadaidi, tasmat va yetasmat annam rasamayam. So, the Upanishad, Taitri Upanishad also says that, annam brahmet yupasita tatravi. Even there it is saying that, annayneva jivanti, everything is living on what in the annam right it is a medicine for everything it is a treatment for everything and the body is food so all those ways in which it is that it is says that hi bhutanam jeshtam from among the creations bhutana means creations among the bhutana annam hi jeshtam this aspect of food is the most superior of them because Tasmat Sarva Ushadam because of that it is called the medicine of all. Tasmata, E Anna Rasamayat. Therefore, the body, what you call it as a body, is nothing but the same Annam which has now become your body, which we have seen in the sixth chapter. What happens, to the food we take, the, the subtle part becomes. What? The middle becomes excretion. The finer aspect, the, the gross goes an excretion like that. For we knew that it is that aspect of the annam which is converted. So the annam what we are talking here is nothing but the Brahma. Tadaikshada, Teja Teja, Annam Abha We heard that in the sixth chapter. Here we are talking about the annam with which will help the body to get the strength for it to be free from all diseases and the strength with which it can function so that our pursuit of knowing that ultimate, the substratum of all, where the dependency of everything is finally culminating, that we will know in a better way. Annam Brahma to pass the Saha Lokan Apnavot Lokan Apna Vatao Yavad Yavat Anna Sigadam Tatrasya Yetam Kamadaro Bavati Yo Annam Brahma to Asti. So here also again the same thing. As long as you know that what is right for you, what is the right measure for you what is the best thing so that your body doesn't go through a disease, decay and attention for with which it is losing out the strength for deploying its mind, intellect, and speech, etc. That one who is immersive in that understanding of the nature of annam he is, Kama Jaro Bhavati. He becomes ultimately the controller with his own body and its behavior. So Narada asks, Bhagavan Annad Bhūya iti, Astiva. Is there something greater than Annam? So, Narana, Sanat Kumara says, yes, Annad Bhūya iti. There is something superior to Annam. Tanme Bhagavan iti. Please explain to me that he repeats again the same thing. So, in the tenth thing, he says, Āpaha, Āpoh vāva annadhuya, tasmādiyada Nabavati navavati vyadhiyadde, prānaha annam nīyaha baviṣyati, ityadaha yada suviṣṭhi bavati, anandina prāna bhavanti annam bhu baviṣyati, ittyapaha evam eva murta yam prithivi antariksham yad dhyau yad Parvada yad devamanushya yad pasavascha vasamsi cha dhranam dharmaspateyaha chupatakira patanka pipiliganya Apa eva murta Apa upasvaiti Now this aspect of apa which we studied that day that one which is annam is the grossest Apa is the liquid one which which carries the Annam in the body and makes the body well-nourished. If you just eat alone, your food is not transmitted into the body unless there is some water to carry the food. That is the one which makes the mind also function. We have studied, we have heard that example where, you know, Svetaketu was on water food for 16 days after that 15th day, he is not able to remember anything. All those examples which is the In this previous mantra, he had said that 10 days one who doesn't eat Annam, he is not able to remember yajurveda, a, a, a and samaveda, etc. So here all this thing is that this Annam aspect and the aspect always go to hand in hand together. One is the grosser aspect and the, this is the liquid aspect making the food which consumed by our, our body. The oxygen is consumed by the breath. But even the oxygen if it has to reach all parts of the body, there should be the apaha, the, the liquid aspect should be there with which the blood becomes flowing. Right? So not only the nutrition which we are eating, even the oxygen and the excretion which is unwanted or can be taken only by the apa, the water which we have in our body. So the importance of the water is as important as the food, not because it's the strength. The strength will not be there if the food is taken without water. It will not be digested. You'll have constipation or you may not develop the development, the digestive properly, and you may develop a stomach problem. All those things are going hand in hand. So, āpaha, bhava, yaad. Therefore, this watery aspect is superior to the annam, because annam alone cannot function in the in the body. Therefore, you need āpaha also. So, one who meditates upon āpaha. so that the water is taken away. The example is given that if the if the if the rain doesn't come. The, the vegetation doesn't survive. In the vegetation doesn't survive, then food, the food will not happen. All those things are given in the example in the mantra. So these examples are to make us understand that the importance of the water, which is Apaha, means it's not only the water which says that anything that is able to deliver the, the food into the body and make it available, for the body to become the strong one without disease, which will help the intellect, mind and the speech and the words. Therefore, there is a connection between the physical body and the intellectual. The body and the mind has to go hand in hand. And the final part of that is coming to Tejo Vava Adhyam So the Teja aspect or the fire aspect fire or heat, whatever way you want to mention that, you can say that, is superior to the, the vayu or the, no, no, the, the what you call the annam, the apaha, both. Compared to them both, the teja aspect is superior. Tejo vaha adbihabhuyaha, adbiha means compared to the water, that is superior. Tatva yedat vayum, magrihim, akasem, abiba abidapati, tat ahu nishoshati, nitabayati, varsishati, va idi teja yeva, tat purvam, the ata āpa ritate, tat yedat urduvi, tat tirakshi bihi, tat vidyut bihi, ahadas charanti, tasmat ahuhu. Vidyotate stape varshishyati iti teja eva tat purvam darshayitva ata apat srijate teja upasasva iti now not only the the heat has one aspect heat is the one which is even making the water reach everywhere if there is no heat in the in the in the surface of the earth no clouds will be there no rains will be there no rains will be there no vegetation will be there so for the teja to be is superior to the apa and annam because only when teja is there the apa can become the water can become the one which is be nourishing the vegetation or the sasya and even the human being if the body doesn't have the heat that body supposed we declare it as dead Not only that, when the heat is more in the body water is produced in the form of sweat and from the body that also shows that the higher the temperature the water can be produced. The same thing is seen when the temperature increases in the surface of the earth we see the clouds coming to that place and making it shower and the temperature is maintained. So this maintaining of the temperature and producing water and mat water going for the vegetation to make the food for us, all those things are superior to the physical body because all of them are supporting the physical body with which we are able to do the mental activity, intellectual activity, mind, speech and the words. So therefore, the aspect of the heat also has to be meditated upon Narada. And yet, as long as that aspect is understood, you will have a control on that knowledge of that aspect of Teja. Yaha sahaya tejo brahma atyupas tejasvi vai sa tejasvata lokan lokaan basvata ha apahata tasmakan tejasagatam tatra bhavati so, one who meditates upon the fire principle or the, the heat principle, not only that he is able to control his activities of his body, he is seen as a resplendent being by others because of his teja means not only the fire aspect, the brilliance with which his presence is felt by others is also because of that. And as long as he is having that aspect also under his Upasana as an immersive experience, he is in a realm which is superior to others who do not do that. So the, the body part becomes total if you take into account that Balam, Annam, Vaapaha, and Teja all put together makes the body, and previous to that, all that is required in the indyam, is explained in the Mana, Titta, Dhyanam, all those things, and you know, Vijnanam. All those things are the mind aspect, and here it is the body aspect. Now we are a totally fit, 100% ready student to take on to the finer aspects of beyond the body and mind. Now the Upanishad has brought us to the finer aspects how the function of the body and the mind and intellect is there. And And the body has been explained in detail and how that is important has been explained. From now onward, the Upanishad will take on two finer aspects of the body and that is which is not anymore related to the individual. These things which have been taught us till now makes us understand that we are not a separate, independent, egoistic, physically controlled body in person. We are all dependent upon the same thing every time, everywhere. The the apparent separate feeling which we are experiencing is due to our ignorance. Only if you know that Brahma, Iftipas, all these are the substratum for everything, not you only. The individuality can be vanished in this very moment. Because there is no Place where you can say that where you are independent, your individuality can be in a place. The entire creation is sharing the world and the benefits of this creation, from which the body and the inter- inner equipments are getting the strength and the methodology with which you are functioning. When we do not have an understanding of that, We feel that we are a potent, individual, independent being and therefore we tend to feel that we are separate from the world. And this is the reason we always fall into a pit not to know the reality and we think that we are independent, egoistic, superior to others or inferior to others, beautiful to others, ugly to others, richer to others, poorer to others. All those differentiation is coming because we have not immersed ourselves into the nature of the world supporting each other through everyone and every aspect of it. So only one who has graduated in betting, immersed in his being into these common nature of the world or the common nature of experiences of everyone he crosses beyond the limitation of the individuality and he is the one who is now ready to take on the finer aspects of creation which we will take up in the next class. On Friday we will do that. I will stop it here. Om oh, Purnamada Purnamidam Purnasya madaya. Purnameva meva, Om shanti shanti shanti,
1: Hari he won. Hari he Thank you, then uh, mother. Good evening, Vindaji. Good evening, Vita. Huh. So this uh, dhyana, you know uh Very interesting, right? I mean, it's
2: actually mentioned in such a very nice way and so on that concentration. So, there are two views one is like you know, a state of the mind where the dhyana automatically happens, and uh, the second one is to actually you know, kind of practice it and then try to achieve it.
1: Okay,
2: and uh, but I think uh, you know, indirectly, even that was covered, but I just wanted to kind of uh, focus upon this and maybe, uh, you know, because generally what we feel is that like, you know, you don't have to separately have Dhyana, uh, by kind of like, you know, by knowing it, then automatically the mind has no reason to be wavering fundamentally, right? So there is no separate process to do dhana,
1: you don't require it actually, and uh, it, whenever it is required, it happens very naturally without any particular efforts and all. Right. See this dhyana, what this side of the
0: Upanishad is referring to is not our ordinary mind or mind activity, mental activity. It is the higher contemplative nature of the mind with which we are at, we are in a position to experience higher levels of what you call being in our, in our not only in ourselves and in, our, in everything. We have a tendency to transact with the world, with the knowledge what we are, we treat with that knowledge the, the rest of the thing. This can be seen in, in our ordinary life. A person who has knowledge or a well-educated and, uh, you know, who knows things, their way of behavior and from a, pers- a behavior of a person who is not educated and he was, he was he's like a forest dweller or something like that, their behavior will be different. The reason is that the understanding and the knowledge which at the level this is, each one of them are different. Now among the educated also you will find there is difference between the people to people, even though the same subject and the same degree they may be holding. This difference is coming because to extent with which they have imbibed it to their, the knowledge has become part and parcel of them. So we are, we are not talking about the ordinary mental activity of knowing physical things or objective things. Here, the mental aspect of is being referring to is more of the intangible,
1: normal day-to-day aspect of the mind. That is more important to be understood.
3: uh, On the same count, um, I was trying to validate this understanding. I think I was connecting from the last time, Parapashanti Madhyami Vaikari. It's at the dhyana happens, or uh, happens at the level of uh, mad, you know, pasyanti, which is at the intelligence level, a higher faculty of, you know. In this level, ma, with the moment madhyami comes, the mind is active there. The concentration happens at a level up, which is at pasyanti, where the we call chidabhasa, reflected in the intellect, buddhi, that forms the jivatma. that. Uh, not get formed this is the point where the you know dhyana is given the position hence the contemplation also reveals knowledge at the level of buddhi so i take it this way before the manas get active a a faculty behind manas is the buddhi where the dhyana is positioned is this understanding correct biology you have to
0: understand that The explanation of Parapashanti Madhyama Vaikhari is only used for the process of speech. It is not for dhyana or intellectual contemplation, chitta activities. It is the level between the speech, the mind, and the speech and the word, the initial three stages, only there this. Can be applied. But the moment the goes into the finer aspects of chitta, Vitnana, and all those aspects of the finer being, we are not verbal. Are you verbal when you are when you are aware of something happening to you? You are not verbal. The pasyanti Madhyama is verbal, verbal, pre-verbal state, but here. We are not talking about that type of a methodology here. Here it is, your your experience with words cannot be, you know, brought in as exponential for explaining that. So that type of stage is what we call it as Dhyanam and Vitnyanam and etc. So the Madhyama, Vaishyama, Vaishyari is purely from the Expressional part of it, whereas this is more from the experiential part of it.
3: Sure, Guruji. we take the, that completely away. That if I put this sequence in Buddhi, the reflection, primary reflection happens, that you know, Chidabhasa happens. That is the entry point where the Dhyana position is that understanding correct
0: yeah. your, your Dhyana aspect doesn't is doesn't depend upon the Buddhi whereas the Buddhi depends upon the Dhyana or the understanding which, which is with, with the, the you know the concentration with which the Buddhi gets the choice to make between the you know, right path and wrong path to approach not the knowledge part of it. Knowledge is superior to even the, the dhyana part, vijnana So only if you have a vijnana your dhyana can help your chitta to choose the right thing with which the mind is then promulgated to, to function further. So when the right choice is being made, that is the time when you can call it as Pashanti, then the mind comes Madhyama, and the speech comes the Vaikari. Right. But when it is come to Dhyana and vitnana, they are not functional here.
3: Then it is, is this beyond Antakarana?
0: Ant- it is finer aspects of ant- karana which is not experienced, which, which cannot be brought into the field of experience or expressional type of experience. You can't express that.
3: So, Antakarana, if you say Mano Buddhi Chitta, you know, Mano Buddhi Chitta Hankara, this whole combination, because these are parts of the mind, where is it positioned? I'm trying to get to the root of it. If I contemplate on it, I get to the, you know, position of Buddhi. Is the highest among all of this? Is this be, before Buddhi?
0: it is before that where can you can you can imagine a state of objectless contemplation
3: it's a pure reflection
0: yes that pure is reflection. i said it is a finer aspects of antakarana antakarana is required no doubt but antakarana normally will have a nomenclature and descriptive nature for our experiences but The finer experiences are more of a beingness rather than we can mention it as an objective experience.
3: It is available as an experience, as a Chidabasa, at a level of concentration beyond which it diminishes.
1: Yeah, see, the moment you
0: acknowledge it as an experience. The experiencer comes into picture. But the experiencer being aware of itself is not an experience. Right? Yes, Benazir. So, that aspect will become more and more subtle where you cannot describe that what is that state or what is that experience. Can you call it as an experience or can it, when you call it as consciousness or awareness? Words will not be able to pinpoint it. That is why the subtler level we go, the words will become more confusing if we try to describe it from the normal way of explaining it. That is why the Upanishad has to most of the time depend upon you know what you call double negative and confusing type of words so that we do not fall into the normal nomenclature of explanation. To divide us from that type of a pitfall is why the Upanishad is always taking the root of, you know, confusing words. Mahato Mahiyan, or, you know, Yad chakshushanam sakshasthi yena chakshumsi vasyati Yat manasana manute yena ahurmano matam All those things are because we should not think that the mind can do it. No. But at the same time, we do not have a tool other than the mind. The mind being aware of the mind without knowing it as a thought is what, how will you explain it? You can't explain it. It is not a thought, but it is a mind knowing the mind itself or the intellect knowing intellect itself. The mind, intellect, all those things are not different. Once you cross over a certain level into the finer aspects of subtleness. And when that reaches the, it is pure experiential, objectless experiential levels. You cannot deny its existence. At the same time, you cannot describe
3: it. Perfect, Bentoji. Uh, this completely makes sense. And uh, it also gives an aid about, you know, able body reduces distraction of the mind. I think those aids are given further. Now, all this is falling in place. Thank you.
4: Uh, namaste, Binduji. Namaste, Kali. Um Okay, uh, I like to bring it in my uh, own words if I can, because I have a hard time with the words of the Shandukya. And so the way I understand it, it is the hierarchy of of speech, of uh, belief, of Uh, intellect um, reasoning um, then you get a meditation and then you come to the higher level of contemplation and contemplation is then that faculty that uses the attention of the awareness to see it to see to see the insight, to see uh, the knowledge, to see the truth, to see what it needs to see. Uh, once uh, that attention, um, because you, that is the focus. What you were talking about. Um, is this this right so far? Let's go there first, because. Yes?
0: Yeah, only thing is I won't use the word see in what you are seeing, but I understood what you meant by see, is experiencing more than.
4: Uh, No, it's a a contemplation that when you have an insight and suddenly um, things fall in place and it's complete. It's hard to explain. Mm. Uh, I don't know how to. Yeah, that's what the
0: problem. The hard to explain is the situation yeah. that's a, That is a very <laughs> finer aspect. You will, one will find <laughs> difficult words, right words to explain that. That is the problem.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, now back to the food and the body and the eating of the body. If you can bring that that aspect also to the mind, because once you are at the level of contemplation. And one knows that uh, if one uh, can use the mind to feed it with um, information that is self and feed it with information, then without judging it or without any thought attached to it, but just absorb it, then one can... use the attention in order to gain more insight. Am I right?
1: Yeah.
0: See, basically what the Upanishad is telling us is that the body should not be a spot where the efforts get dissipated, what we are trying to achieve through the mind and the intellect and the concentration and the meditation and all. If the body takes it away, or dissipates because of the lack of the strength of the body then you know the purpose will not be achieved so you need a free able body also
1: for that
4: so the body and the mind uh, you mean the mind uh, when you speak about the body you also include the mind in that right wherever we put our mind our attention it will strengthen the attention of the um, nature of reality if you keep it there
0: uh, no you have to take both physics as well as the psyche both yes okay
4: thank you um i have one more question once uh, the contemplation and once uh, something has been contemplated on how important is it to bring it back to speech
1: The speech doesn't mean that external speech.
0: Even when we try to define it through our mental oh, way, yes. that I also is speech only. You have to take that, because verbalizing either
1: by mouth or mentally, both uh, will fall into that speech
3: aspect. Yes. Madhuji, last week was a googly from you with, with the Shrividya. You know, that was a very, very nice twist in this whole, you know, Chandu Upanishad when describing it. I was applying, you know, you, you correct me whether I'm wrong on this. The once nature, like pure love, you know, you can put it at level of Pashanti, pure love. And when it hits the Madhyami, the conditioned mind, it might twist it as its own, you know, it might convert it to a desire for pleasure, and that is madhyami, then verbally, instead of verbally, it could be any action, you know, like emotional expression, emotion is also a language, if you put it that way like this the once pure nature get twisted in the madhyami level and eventually become action desire whatnot the same equation applies not just for verbal expression even emotions even many more things that's how i i was mapping this whole you know the practically how this, 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 even emotional being works beyond verbal being.
1: Yeah, right. That's what I was
0: telling Karim. should not take only verbal expression, it can be even at the mental level. You may not even express it externally. But if it happens within your own, as a, you know, a self talk or a, you know, self appreciation, or all those things are. The speech aspect of it, which is an outcome of your Madhyami and Bhai and that is where the process what it is explained in the Vidya Sri Vidya methodology of the Bhai Shinti, Madhyama Vaikari is, is, is for even though the word speech is used, as you rightly said, that, that does not exclude, uh, exclude verbal speech, it can be any expression. Where the color is given by the mind, by desires and vasanas and etc. But was initiated at the mental, at the intellectual level by the Pashanti. And that is where it, in the seed form which was not known what it was causing it. So most of the time we do not know why did we behave that way. Because the seed which, which transformed the God, Colored and multiplied by into a forms of expressions,
1: either internal or external, is is the process which is explained through the Srividya method. Um, yeah, Bindaji. So you have
2: yes, mentioned Sarvam Brahma. So please, would you mind to explain like uh, what is that? Which is everything and why is it everything?
0: I'll give you an example from the our transactional world. If I ever say everything is space is something similar to what we are saying that the objects in the space need space for its own existence and when it when they exist we call it by name and form of that object not realizing that it is depending upon the space for its own existence the transaction will take place with the name and form but most of the time unless we are asked to know that aspect of it we do not take into consideration that it is in space that the existence of that object is depending upon. If there is no space is not giving the dependency, can any object ever exist anywhere? No way. So that way if you call what we call the Brahma is that what is the biggest. The word Brahma in Sanskrit means that which can be we can hold everything, including the space, the mind, the intellect, the thoughts, the ideas, the names, forms, molecules, physical, subtle, gaseous, liquid—you name it, both known and unknown, and beyond. What is known, what is unknown, and what is beyond known and
1: unknown—all
0: those things can ex, ex you know, exist. Only if there is what we call it as Brahma and there directly we cannot express a word, we cannot define it. So the texts like Upanishad explain it as that Satchitan, Satchit Ananda. Sat means existence. Chit means awareness with which we know the existence. Ananda is the state where there is nothing which can diminish its nature. Because it is always pure and existing, therefore it is in the, in the state of ānanda, satchit That is why, or sathya jñānam ānanda. These are the ways, these are all indicative words. But if you look at it, just as the space is a substratum for everything which we know in the waking world, there is a dream world the way the space and the objects and experience experience and the expectations and uh, you know expressions of those things in the dream world is not using the waking space and time it is using a different space and time but it is an experience which we cannot deny therefore it is experience but it is considered as unreal because it is not here in the waking now So there must be something similar to what we call it as space in the waking, present in the dream. And then we also have a state where even we do not exist as an individual because we don't know whether we are a man or a woman or which place, time and space and where we are experiencing that. We may the physical body was lying in the bed, you can say that. But we did not even experience the physical body, a mosquito biting or falling down from the cot or anything of that sort, the physical, you know, the wind breezing or the chill coming, nothing is experienced by us in in that state of deep sleep. But there also, there was something which was telling that the continuity of the waking dream and the deep sleep is continuing and something is knowing that. So, there is something which is not present in the wake not seen in the dream, not seen in the deep sleep. But at the same time, it is there knowing the changes happening. So, the changes must be happening in that. Otherwise, how will it know? So, that which encompasses the totality of experiences or the totality of beingness, we can say that is what is called Brahman. Therefore, everything is Brahman, because it is everything is happening in that. Therefore, we call it as Brahman and Sarvam is Brahman, because it is just like that. Everything in the dream was your mind, which is projecting the dream. So the world, the object, the experiencer and the world of experience, the space, time, the colors, the heat, the water, the liquid, all, everything in the dream was from the projection of the mind, therefore mind itself is become everything. Same way the waking also has become one from the point of view, the waker, the waking world and the experiences of the waking world is a projection from an entity. And that entity also knows the waking, the dream and the deep sleep. Therefore, it is something which is not possible for us to name it or call it because it doesn't have a shape or a form. At the same time we cannot deny it because it is when it is there because you are knowing it is happening. Not the one who knows because you were not present in the deep sleep, yet you knew it existed. So it is not the waker which is saying that these things existed. So that way if you look at it, we call it as, we, by name Brahma means which is all-encompassing, the totality. That is why it, it is called Sarvam. Sarvam khalu idam brahma. What does it mean that all this indipa, indeed is that in, in that only? That is how one has to understand that.
2: Yeah, so Bindaji, you are seeing the world right now. Maybe you are in a room, you are seeing the room, or maybe you are outside, right you are seeing the sky and the stuff. So are you able to see the world as consciousness? The world
0: world is is seen in consciousness.
2: Yeah, are you able to see it as consciousness, your consciousness? I
0: can't see it as consciousness, I can see it in consciousness.
2: That which is in consciousness is also consciousness, right?
1: You, because you
0: cannot say that then there is no two. There is what is in consciousness and as consciousness there are, cannot be two. Just as yeah. there cannot be an object in space as space and as an object. No. Right? Same way.
2: Yeah. So are you saying what is seen in consciousness is different from consciousness or is it the
0: same as consciousness? No. What is seeing in consciousness is seen as separate from consciousness when you do not know the consciousness.
2: So you're saying what is seen in consciousness is not consciousness.
0: No, I didn't say that. When you do not see the consciousness, you see that just when you do not see the space, you see the object. But when you see the object, and you know that the object is depending upon the space. Therefore, space must be there, but you don't see the space at that time. You see the object, right?
2: Yeah. The question is, what is seen? The... Same way, same
0: way. The consciousness also is in which you uh, you acknowledge the presence of the object. You know it is dependent on the consciousness, the, but you don't see the consciousness in it. You know it is in consciousness, but you don't see the consciousness in it. The difference between the two.
2: So, Brahman is consciousness, no? And you said Sarvam Brahman. So are you able to see what is seen is also consciousness?
0: Be- because Brahman cannot be seen. It can be only known.
2: Yeah, but uh, Sarvam is Brahman, right?
0: Sarvam is what you see or experience. Yeah, that is Brahman, no? That is depend upon
2: Brahman. Yes, that is not Brahman. Why, oh,
0: see, oh, just, so so as, is, Raj, just as Raj. Sarvam is not Brahman. No, Sarvam just as Raj. Brahman. Oh, one second just minute. as Raj. One second but one minute. One minute. One minute. When you say ornaments and gold.
2: No, Binduji, this is not metaphysics. I am not
0: talking about metaphysics. I am talking about experiential point of it. Okay. You experience the ornaments. What you are experiencing as ornaments is gold. But when you are seeing the ornaments, you are experiencing the ornament. Your knowledge that it is gold is different from that.
2: Yeah, when I see the ornaments are ornaments, I am ignorant because I do not know it is gold. But when I lose my ignorance, I am able to see there are no ornaments, but these ornaments are nothing but gold. Similarly, I am able to see the world and experience as consciousness, as Brahman. So that was my original question, are you able to see the world as consciousness? No, Raj, one quick question. No, Raj, are you referring to the physical eyes or... Vinodji, uh, Vinodji, Vinod please, please... Uh, no, no, what please. do you mean by seeing is my question. Is it physical eyes seeing? No, Vinodji, Vinod Vinod, uh, okay. okay Vinod or something?
1: Hmm? No, no, when I mean, you use you the see word the world, seeing, what does it mean, if I want to ask.
2: Do you see the word Vinodji? No, no, that's what my question was. Seeing, are you referring to the eyes seeing something? Or the seeing... Yeah as a process. Uh, the eye seeing, uh, w- whatever, you are percep- perceiving something, no? Ah, that's what. If it is a visual mm-hmm. perception, what... then definitely there is a division in mm-hmm. that. And therefore, that is, uh, you know, uh, that's a that's a induced kind of uh, division. So that, that particular perception can no, happen. No, gee, look, uh, be logical. Like, uh, see, in even your dream, we see something and in the dream we see it as something separate but in the dream what we perceive is not a visual thing we think it is visual but it is nothing but consciousness seeing itself so like we have to proceed oh, I, mean, I don't know I don't, whether we can use the same term for both because even that also yeah. is seeing so you're saying it's a uh, visual right? sense only in the dream what we also you are seeing right now is different from what we are seeing in dream no, no, my simple question here is I am just trying to understand
1: the question mm-hmm. because the, yeah,
2: the yeah. moment you say seeing, you
1: know, mm. what
2: is the meaning that you are giving to which seeing? Because if it is visual seeing, whether you mm. see the dream or whether you are right, I'm meaning visual seeing. Ah, then, by definition, mm. it mm. is like saying, you know, if I use like, you know, some kind of uh, microscope, you know, that instrument will do some act. Wax- act automatically,
1: See, there is on the no same object. Here.
2: right? Like if you are seeing something in your dream, does the instrument make sense? No, there is an instrumentation with which you are seeing, ultimately. Oh, okay. uh, so if you are seeing in your dream, is there an instrument? Yeah, 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 instrument is very much there, that is oh, why the division has your, happened. Okay. So when you are seeing in your dream, you are using an instrument, microscope, telescope, I am not saying, I am not saying the microscope and telescope, in the consciousness, hmm. The division in has happened. Dream, what, instru- what instrument are you using in your dream? No, can, you cannot see that instrument because that instrument is creating something called seeing. Question is, right. what instrument are you using in your dream? Riyadh, please understand this. No. What, uh, the very facts that you are seeing... Question. See, answer the question. What instrument are you using? No, no you mind? have to first understand the framework you are asking this question. Otherwise, there is a mechanical task see. which is not possible. Okay. All I am saying is that, you know, in the Consciousness, which is devoid divide of any seeing, you introduce something with which the seeing starts. Now that something itself is not seen obviously. Because uh, okay. it is creating so, see, that like a, oh, concept of seeing. Can you, right? can you state like what question me and Binduji were uh, discussing? Like where we started from? Can you state that? No, no. I am only interested in what you meant by seeing. Uh, see. I uh, wanted to get easy. clarification so about. you don't even know where we started like, no i'm very much uh, i was very much uh, listening uh, to everybody oh uh, uh, yeah but so, my so, question uh, was, was the po- what was the point of contention no the contention is that when you use the words it has some meaning uh, no. i'm only see, trying to see, understand that, meaning that you are to some question. if you are not even aware of यार, yeah, but the meanings are basis basics no unless you convey the meaning see, how do see, we understand anything we are, enqui- are enquiring the question ha, but meanings are, are very inquiry,
0: important we as know, part we know, of inquiry. Vinod, let me answer Raj. Okay. Thank you. Yes, Raj. Go ahead with your...
2: Yeah. So the question which we are discussing, Binduji, are you aware of it? Can you restate it?
0: I don't want to restate your question. I know that you asked me...
2: Yeah, what did I ask you?
0: You asked me, are you seeing the objects as consciousness?
2: Very good, Binduji.
0: My answer to you is that I see objects as objects, okay? But I also know the objects for their existence of the object, it has a dependency on the consciousness which is not the intellectual measurable consciousness. The consciousness as a principle is what I am talking about. Okay. The intellectual consciousness is different. That is what we call it as awareness or knowing with the intellectual yeah.
2: One more capacity. We, relate, we are relating this to Sarvam Brahmam or Sarvam consciousness. Right? Yeah, That
0: consciousness which is referred as Brahmam or Sarvam consciousness, that consciousness is, so not, is not the intellectual a, consciousness.
1: Is a living reality to you. Is no, let me. Let, no, no.
0: Let me let let me explain that consciousness as a, not an intellectual consciousness. It is a principle of consciousness.
2: Okay.
0: Ah, so if you are confusing between the principle of consciousness with a measurable consciousness or awareness of an object or an idea or an emotion or a thought, they two are indi different from that. One is measurable. One. The one which is principle is immeasurable one. It is a principle. Now the space, for example, which I gave you. So
2: this immeasurable consciousness is just a concept to you.
0: No. Like space, I said. Can you measure the space without an object?
2: No, Binduji. Forget analogy. No, no. Answer
0: that. Can you measure space without an object?
2: Um, Yeah, Binduji. Proceed.
0: Then my question is that can you measure can you measure as space space without an object
2: i already told you i can't
0: you can't so i didn't hear that okay sorry for that so what i am saying that the principle of consciousness cannot be intellectually concise what you call you know captured okay. it can't be
2: formulated it can't be thought about okay yeah okay
0: yeah so when we say that you are you knowing an object, I see, I see an object, I know the object all within my as an intellectual apprehension or a concept of an object with a name, form and shape, etc. is measured by my intellect. But there is an understanding in me that like space is mandatory for everything for their own existence. There is a principle of consciousness, existence, consciousness, awareness, which we call it as Sachidanandam or Brahma, in which everything is dependent upon the, or the substratum for everything. That is an understanding.
2: Okay. So, is this an idea, intellectual understanding or is it something different?
0: It is an experiential understanding.
2: Okay. So, you are experiencing consciousness. No,
0: it is an experiential understanding in the sense you what was your experience of your deep sleep if you can consider that you cannot deny you didn't have a deep sleep at the same time you cannot explain that it is not intellectually you knew what is deep sleep you don't refer it as an absence of waking or dream no not that way but what what is that experience of your deep sleep. If you can, that, that, what you call, I don't think anybody can explain that by verbal means.
2: That that is is what one thing is to understand. The question I'm asking, the question which I asked was, Sarvam Brahmam. Brahmam is consciousness. Are you able to see the world and
0: everything as consciousness? And the the, question, no. Rajin, like, Raj, Raj that, is exact, that is exactly what I said that. Just no, as I know, I am just saying that the one birth what I was in my deep sleep without the day body and the individuality and experience and everything is a reality which I cannot deny it. And that reality or existence which I was not able to know who I was, also, what was, there was, is the substratum yeah, on the, which everything is experienced.
2: How are you relating this to Sarvam Brahm, Brahman?
0: Because the Sarvam came from that state. Because my waking is what my, my Sarvam is, which includes you and the world and the world before and after, because they're all measures in the waking sleep. Yeah, but there so is it's another it's world called, which I experience I, in the deep sleep also. The dream also.
2: You
0: able to see sarvam as Brahman. sarvam as Brahman, me sarvam is coming from that. So I don't see it as that because that cannot be seen as that. When you have, see, this is Raj again. You are coming to the same thing. You cannot see the space in an object, but you see the object. But you know it needs a space to exist. Don't you understand that?
2: Uh, Binduji, let me let us start fresh again. So, do you accept sarvam as Brahman?
0: What is said as Sarvam as Brahmam is from the point of view who sees Sarvam.
2: Yeah, do you see Sarvam? I see Sarvam. So, are you able to see that Sarvam is Brahman?
0: I know every Sarvam is Brahman. I cannot see it.
2: Yeah, so it is an intellectual concept.
0: It is not an intellectual concept.
2: Is it an experience?
0: You can call it as an experience. But it is not an experience like I have experienced sarvam.
2: So how do you say sarvam is Bramam?
0: Like what it is, it is just like it? I how I know that how I I knew that Sarvam is depending upon the space for their existence. My so space, a, a logical, existence. Listen no like no no, logic. not logical. My own existence, when I did not experience Sarvam, including the space, there was an existence for me which did not depend upon anything.
2: This is logical, no?
0: Not logical. You, you are experiencing that every day. Every time when you, are not, uh, when you are not experiencing the world, you are experiencing that.
2: So, Sarvam is Brahmam is uh, experiential for you?
0: It is an experiential thing for everyone, not you only, me only. I
2: am asking for you.
0: I am saying for everyone but they do, those who think only can yeah, those who why know answer,
2: why don't you answer for yourself
0: my answer is you saying that a, it is uh, not uh, a, what does it mean
2: if i know why should i answer for myself it is for you no? and for you it's only through communication of the words unless you recognize it within you how do we know if you are a robot for example nothing will happen in that you it will just be like processing information and like replying
1: something how else it should happen
2: Just asking you a question, you can just answer it directly. No, no, this is
1: robotic. You know, this
2: is know. totally robotic. You have to recognize that within you. There is no question answer here happening. okay? He no, I, I am... Uh, for me, Sarvam is promised very clear for me. I can... No, answer. no, we don't even know. How can you communicate that to other people if it is clear for you? I... I what I, does I, it even mean to communicate to other people? Eh? You can only use the sound and like, you know... You know some you patterns of sound are coming are, in the air.
4: How you can you it are, mean
2: anything, you tell you me. That's not related to what I'm asking. If you ask me, is consciousness everything? Is no, these are all just words. I'll it has to be like, you know, your experience no. firsthand. And you can say that I, that experience can happen you, to other people. How do you people. know I am not meaning anything? Like, what do you mean by... No, there's no way for you to communicate to anybody. Nor you should expect any communication from other people. Hold, 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 hold. There are only pointers you can communicate at best. Uh,
5: may I interrupt, Raji, Raj. Uh, you you want any clarification from Binduji, or you want to convey your understanding? What is the idea?
2: idea if you idea, are they're, looking they're, for, they're, if you have a doubt,
5: the... Allah, If you have doubt and you so need a clarification from Binduji,
2: shall I answer the question? Please the way i'm hearing them talk is i'm clear like they're just talking words without meaning so to expose their uh, words which are without meaning i'm just uh posing questions that is the intention bendoji
5: okay okay fine got it got it that's fine see here you do not have any doubt or you don't want any clarification now you are proving a point that's the only thing na yeah. Uh, that's fine. Then, uh, if you want to prove any point, uh, I can I help you want out.
1: To...
2: Hello, uh,
5: yeah. then you can ask the same question to me.
2: Yeah. Uh, you, uh, I told you what the point I want to prove. Can you repeat the point which I want you to
5: prove? Yes. You want to see the object Sarvam, kalvidam Brahma. According to you, Sarvam is brahman. Are you seeing Sarvam as a brahman or not, is your question. Mm. Is it right? Yeah, right. Yes. Sarvam is Brahman only. It's pure Consciousness only. I see everything as a pure Consciousness.
2: Hmm. Okay. What next? No, that was before, but later I said you the point of me question.
5: No, 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 you you forget that. Currently, you are speaking to me, I am speaking to you.
1: Okay, okay.
5: The answer which I am giving you is everything is Brahman. That everything is also Brahman.
2: Hmm. Okay, okay. (laughs) <laughs> Any
5: further question?
2: Yeah. So, I, you are able to see everything as consciousness. Right?
5: Yes, hundred percent consciousness, everything. Uh,
2: yeah. So, can you elaborate, like? Uh, what Why should, should I
5: elaborate? On? It is hundred percent consciousness. Only I, I told, na. You should.
2: Elaborate. What elaboration you want? Yeah. What elaboration you want is what you mean by consciousness.
5: Then you, you should can, tell you me. Have, then how you did you have, ask me that everything is consciousness? What is your understanding of consciousness then? Without knowing the meaning or I the clarity. know
2: what is consciousness I'm what you understand. Then then, you then, to then, elaborate?
5: then then what is the point of asking now if you know everything? Hmm. Okay, then define your consciousness then. I don't know your consciousness. What is your understanding? Yeah,
2: I'll tell you. You so you want me tell to explain what is consciousness, right? Yeah, yeah, you tell me now your
5: understanding. I don't know. Yeah.
2: I yeah, will tell you. Consciousness is knowing. Knowing through mind, knowing through seeing, knowing through hearing, knowing through tasting, knowing through touching.
1: That is consciousness.
5: Then oh, why is no, it stupidity? Important. No, no, no. I can't no, tell no, it no, as no, stupidity. Yeah, it it us, is not consciousness.
2: On, hold on. Yeah, Jadraji.
5: I told uh, Rajji that is a stupidity, not a consciousness.
2: Oh, okay. About knowing through mind, knowing through eyes. Call eyes. You, it, it's you're a stupidity. You stupidity. But yes. you are telling why it is stupidity. You tell why it is stupidity.
5: That's what I told. No, it is not knowing through mind. It is not knowing through eyes. Hmm. Okay. That's exactly so,
2: the opposite okay, meaning. Okay, okay. So you are saying consciousness is the reality. I'm, I'm there. Tell me, ah, don't yeah, yeah. So you said like. A, You asked me to define consciousness. I told you consciousness is knowing through mind, knowing through the five senses. You told me that is stupidity, that is not knowing through consciousness. So you tell me what is what is knowing, what is consciousness?
5: I told no, everything is consciousness. Then what should I tell? After telling everything is consciousness, you are asking me to define consciousness. Is there any meaning in that question? When I say everything is consciousness, sarvam kalvidam brahman, everything is everything. Then what is the point in asking, what is Consciousness?
2: (laughs) See, the fish is in the ocean, it doesn't know what is
5: what. Why you are are separating a fish from the ocean? Why you are talking like a Dvaiti? Why division?
2: Listen, Chitra
5: No, 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 I will not listen. See, if you want to consider it as proper, now you find a mistake in my statement, then I will talk. Yeah, that's what I am explaining to you. Uh, Can you Mm -hmm. please mention? I am patient only.
2: Okay. Uh, so, will you be willing to listen to me?
5: Yeah, I am 100%. That's why I am oh, speaking okay. to you.
2: Shall Shall we speak? Yes. Proceed. Yeah. So, the fish is in the ocean. It is in searching for water. Okay. So, when it understands what is water, then it will be able to see everything is water. Just telling the fish everything is water wouldn't help it. So you saying everything is consciousness is just a statement. But when we understand what is consciousness, that consciousness is knowing, consciousness is jnana, consciousness is seeing, hearing, everything, then you will be able to see the whole world as consciousness. So the fish understanding what is water, will it will be able to realize that everything is water. Just saying everything is water wouldn't help fish.
5: You, if you are a fish, your thinking is your fish. It's your problem, Raj. <inaudible> for me, it is not a fish. No, <inaudible> you, a you speak doesn't make sense. Just uh... no, no, no. There is no sense at all here. When I say everything is consciousness, for me, fish is not a different thing. Sure. That is a consciousness. See, I explain. Is a consciousness. Saying to you with the analogy of the fish. When this this story is this story was told by Osho in Diamond Pocket in the Uriya, series. this Uriya, analogy Uriya. I know, copy paste Why it's you copy-paste. talk that?
2: Okay, see, when the fish understands what is water, it will understand everything is water. Just
5: be a fish, fish. be happy. I am not a fish. Where did I say that I am fish?
2: <laughs> oh, okay, Jataji. Okay. You know, huh? We are all points. There, there's nothing like uh, you know all this fish, water,
5: and all. There's only point. That's all. You are a point. Everything is consciousness. It's consciousness. That's all. There ends the matter. There shouldn't be any further question at all. Still, if you're yeah, you are asking a question, you are in a wrong footing.
2: Yes, you will understand. Everything is consciousness. Just saying everything is water doesn't help. You have to understand what is water. If you are a fish, that if you are a
5: fish, that is the problem. I am not a fish, no? okay, okay. For me, everything is consciousness. Is everything is
2: consciousness?
1: Atta,
2: Raj, one very quick question. How does life change after understanding that everything is conscious? Consciousness. Ah, once you understand, everything is conscious. You know, sir, don't take it other way. Which means that you're free from attachment. Then you are like in a video game.
5: You know, sir, but don't do don't, uh, don't take it to other way. Not, having attachments,
2: and yeah, you, sir, not no. having attachments What what great difference is there between the two? You are now setting up another goal I that he should he not have attachment,
5: be. for example. We know if you continue talking like this, he may continue for a no, 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 I don't 100%.
2: know why he is... Uh, what is he
5: kind of out it, of it? No, no, whatever it may be, he is right. He is also trying to say something. We got what he is saying. His intentions are very clear. And our answers are more clear than his intentions. No, Jatajaji. It is very he deep. wants to believe that in his awareness Allah, there is an entity which he doesn't know about consciousness.
2: Like the logic
5: which Allah, he wants to be a uh, fish and he wants to understand the ocean. What should I do?
2: Raj, if I am attempting to take the rock and make it understand consciousness, I won't succeed in that, no. What does it mean actually? What am I doing? Yeah, repeat, uh, repeat the question Raji. If I hold a rock in my hand and make it try to make it understand what consciousness is, I will utterly fail. Right? right. So it is my mistake, no? not the rock's mistake. No?
1: Right. Yeah.
2: So the wise people will just keep quiet for many of these things. Yeah. But you are always talking,
1: no? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Right? Uh, can I ask a
6: question? Can I ask a question? Binduji, Namaste. I had a, a question. Uh, which I was, I wanted to ask about this, like, how do you reconcile um, this kind of the Upanishadic knowledge that we heard from in the Mandukya? Uh, We did the Bhashya there, right? And then this Chandogya. In Chandogya, there's a lot of different ideas that are postulated. Of course ending up in you know in the self but all these ideas are postulated and you know there's there's contemplation there's learning there's all the elements there's all these different ideas and and you know and i i i quite enjoy reading it as i read it today i read it before also and then in the Mandukya, when we speak about it, we kind of go into a a mode where we almost uh, do not affirm the existence of, let's say, there, there, there's the three states, you know. We don't affirm the existence of anything except this one thing. I am just you know and that's fine you know that's that's fine too i i what i wonder is and i sometimes get quite perplexed that it seems that a lot of people are digesting this knowledge but i don't understand why these questions are not coming up or for me at least the questions come up as in very starkly if i do if i of course ignore all of that right if i ignore everything that you pressure says whether it's this one or that one and i stick to the just the one idea of the self then it's fine right And we can say that's we don't even need to read the Upanishad in that case right uh, but how do you how do we how do you reconcile across these different Upanishads? because I don't see the integration happening. I don't see that there is a correspondence that is being brought out clearly. It means that either the Upanishads are talking about different things, but they are also talking about the same thing. But, but you know, are they giving different ways? I mean, what is going on here? Because it does seem to me that if the way it, one Upanishad is taught. From that perspective, then either this Upanishad has to be, you know, like we have cancer culture has to be cancelled in many ways, you know, or if this is right, then that has to be cancelled or we have to look at some, maybe some fundamental um, disharmony that we are, you know, overlooking here, which we maybe need to look at carefully. I was wondering, that is my own, that is my own question, basically.
0: Deep, deep, I reconcile it because I know that one size doesn't fit all. So does the Upanishad knows very well that there are different people with different mental makeup and different understanding and different approaches are required, so that nobody is left out. We have thousands of Upanishads out of the 108 is listed in Mukti Upanishad, for which 10 verses. Considered as the main ones which all the philosophers of ancient India commented upon. But there are other Upanishads also, which we call it as sub Upanishads or minor Upanishads. Basically, depending upon which path you want fits you or appeases you or it makes sense for you, you can choose it. But at the end of that, all of them tell the same truth, the one truth that all that is needed to be known is because you think that there is all separate from you, and that is where the Upanishads all conclude and come to a common understanding that Eva Brahma, na asti, There is nothing second to it. So this is what how i reconcile it okay thank you, you now the first thing is uh,
7: <clears throat> somewhere the uh, we are losing the sublimity of the platform uh, whenever our individual intellect start probing into the uh, other's realization or the degree of realization as uh, Mr. Raj was doing, Uh, you say, if everything is known, there is no need for elaboration or even questions. Even questions would drop the moment you are realized. And he gave the analogy of the fish which had been, as you said, in the course of talk and in all many, many ways it had been referred to by many people. The thing is, yes, that has to be realized. And once that realization happens, you wouldn't dare questioning others, whether you are realized, whether you are doing that, whether you know that or not. Why that probe? It is not a probing or inquiring platform. It is only a sharing platform to the best of my knowledge. Because, our, because we are all with a degree of realization of that ultimate Brahman, believing in that Brahman, and then whether you know that or not, whether I know that or not, it is first of all in the, in the very fact is that it is not in the realm of knowledge at all. Binduji had been telling that it is an experiential thing. Once you have experienced, the questions would certainly drop. There won't be any more probe. It is just like once the ray of light enters the darkness, you would, be, you would never even bothered about uh, searching for the darkness where it is. So, uh, this intellectual jugglery and uh, just playing with the words and playing with the uh, doubts in others, it's not fair enough to uh, maintain and sustain the sublimity of the situation. We have to experience that Brahman by sharing certain things. It is a satsang. It is not an inquiring judiciary platform. That's what I wanted to tell because in the first place, to the best of my knowledge, voices are not raised in a platform like satsang. If you are an intellectual, crude, uh, what I should say? Uh, I don't have words, I am sorry, because this is not my way of inquiring into things. And we want to see the oneness among us and the unity among us. It is the universe that we are exploring, it is not the diverse. One has to have control over tongues before entering into platforms like this. I am very sorry to tell this. Thank you very much.
8: No, no. So this is, I think, the most important thing to resolve, uh, Rajji, this ego thing, right? <clears throat> because I think that is where there is a big yeah, misunderstanding I I have, in have your done model. I
2: job in making you talk. Yeah, good.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have done that job so this ego is like something that really like you know it, it disturbs me because then this entire spirituality becomes like you know something else right like where we are trying to build some other spiritual egos yeah. or like is true, whatever is true, <coughs> is. Yeah. because in a very layman understanding my understanding is this is the ultimate goal of this thing is the dissolution of an eye, right like <clears throat> so whatever eye that is and,
6: and uh, S K, you know what I would say that if it troubles you, you, know, you should watch that instead of.
8: No, no, Instead of. What I'm saying is.
6: What, deep what deep I'm deep saying deep is that, you know, the inquiry is about us. We are not here to course correct others. We are here to course correct no, ourselves deep first. First, deep let, deep us, let us course correct will ourselves.
2: will help me to reduce my ego. So, please, <laughs> let me get an later. Okay,
6: that's
1: good.
8: Yeah, yeah. So, because this, uh, first of all, this, uh, I as a seeker, uh, Deepji, believe that like, you know, uh, I wish I should not just because I've heard a few things or learnt a few things, I should not feel entitled to be a guru. I mean, in all humility, I should still think that until this, whatever this we are talking about is not an experiential reality, we still like seek rather than like, you know, start coming here and uh, kind of. You know, pretend to be a guru. And this is very specifically to Raji. Raji.
6: uh, And
8: I know
6: exactly what you are saying. I am not trying to deny that. But what I am trying to just state is, from my perspective, is there are many people in the world trying to be gurus. Many things are happening. Okay. Right. So, we have the option that either we see them and get disturbed or we do something about this disturbance that happens within us. And I think the point of the idea of the room, the idea of the self is that at least first we should be able to look at ourselves because if we keep doing that, right, then we will actually be doing something about what we are talking about because then we will interrupt that outward flow of thought that is happening all the time. So can you, in, can we in this moment interrupt that outward flow, come back to ourselves, see what is happening within ourselves. And then, you know, I'm not saying that one is never has to say anything, right. But instead of being triggered, right. So, I mean, I think that this is the idea that, that there is constantly we are getting, you know, triggered. We have reactions, we have all that. And of course, that's part of the human, right, that construct. But I think that it benefits much more if we are really sincere about this idea of knowing the self. That if we put the attention back on ourself rather than letting the attention go out, which you know, and Clubhouse, even being on Clubhouse can enable both. It all depends on where you know what you're observing and where you're going with it.
0: Okay. Before that, if no questions are there, I'm going to take leave. So, few things which I want to tell from my side. First and foremost, I am not a guru for anyone. I am talking here, sharing my learning. So that those who are listening to me can benefit from what I have learned. And if they have a question, it will help me to understand where I have understood there is any shortcoming or not. That is why I am sharing it. I am not a guru, first and foremost. Second thing, the Raj statement that Sarvam Kalvidam Brahma, what is known through the intellect, ears, eye, seeing, touching, etc., is consciousness when he says that. Raj, I want you also to think about what is that experience where you don't have eyes, ears, touch, everything, yet you existed in your deep sleep. You cannot deny your existence. How do you know that as a consciousness is what you have to enquire and find out. Take your time or you can, don't have to answer me because I am not looking for an answer. It is only telling what Upanishad has told us to look at because that awareness is Nitya, Shuddha, Buddha, Mukta, Subhava. That is the nature. It is Nitya. That means it should be there for all the states of your experiences. So, if we cannot touch sense much or not intellectually or mentally know about it, Yet what was the experience which we experience in the deep sleep which cannot deny our existence is also an experience without mind, intellect and the sense organs. So how did we know is something one has to find out? And as far as the ego is concerned, as what SK said that, it is the, the most difficult thing for any one of us to squash it. And First and foremost, to recognize which statements are from our ego, which statements are coming from our foolishness, and which statements are coming from our knowledge. If one can know these three statements when they make it, when we make it, we should be able to identify the ego and separate it out from the rest of that. Foolishness is possible. In what we have learned, we can share. But ego, is something which we do not know ourselves when we commit it. So to know that the only way is try to be aware of when we make statements, whether it is from our learning or from our foolishness or ignorance or whether it is an egoistic statement which where we want to prove somebody right or wrong or whether I am right or wrong to establish that. Such things are coming from the egoistic point of view. Only when we identify that we can remove the identified aspect if it is not wanted. But if you want to pro- entertain it and make it established, that is the choice of the individual. I have nothing to say. So with no more questions, I will take permission from all of you and leave. We will meet on Friday again. Thank you. Thank you, Vinod. Good night. Thank Halibut. you, vinod Thank, Thank, Thank,
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Vinod.